0: Welcome to the Garden Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Saccaroli. In this episode, we're going to take some time to talk about the topic of transition, So whether it's transition between jobs, season, singleness to marriage, etc, etc, I'm hoping that this episode will encourage you no matter what season you're in and that if you find some practical tips and tools that will help you navigate your own season of transition, whether you're noticeably in it right now or whether you will be in it in the future. As we talk about transition, we're going to take a look at the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis to learn from his life on how God transitioned him into different seasons and how God allowed Joseph to be transitioned into different seasons through circumstances that happened in his life. We are going to look at how God allowed Joseph to endure difficult seasons until he ultimately was transitioned into a season where he was going to fulfill the call of God on his life. So no matter where you're at in life today, we hope and pray that this episode will bring some clarity and comfort into your own seasons of transition and that God would breathe life into your heart to keep you moving forward into the future that he has in store for you. Joseph's story can be found in Genesis 30 to 50. In Genesis 30, we learn that Joseph's mother is Rachel and his father is Jacob. Now, if you're not familiar with the backstory and the love story of Jacob and Rachel, this is basically what happened. A man had two daughters, Leah and Rachel. Jacob wanted to marry Rachel and told their father that he would work for him for seven years if he could marry Rachel. The father agreed to this offer. Jacob worked faithfully for seven years. And at this time, Jacob thought he was going to marry Rachel just like her father agreed to. But nope, instead the father turned around and gave Jacob Leah because he said in Genesis 29 verse 26 that it was not in their custom to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Now you think the father would have told him that in the beginning, but needless to say he completely took advantage of the situation. Could you imagine how defeated Jacob must have felt? But nonetheless, Jacob told Laban, the father, that he would work for another seven years if he could marry Rachel. The father agreed to this. He allowed Jacob to work for Rachel, and this time he kept his word. Now Jacob had two wives, and they were sisters. During this time, Jacob favored Rachel. Well, because he wanted to be married to her the whole time since the very beginning. He was deceived into marrying marrying Leah. God blessed Leah to bear children, but unfortunately Rachel was barren. She was not able to conceive children during this time. Now, after many children were conceived for Jacob through Leah, his first wife, and one of her maidservants, we learn in Genesis 30, verse 22, that God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. And this first son that was born through Rachel was Joseph. Now, when Joseph was 17, God gave him a dream that he would one day rule over land, his brothers and his family. In his immaturity, Joseph told his family and his brothers about this dream, as if it was totally normal for the youngest in the family to think and believe something like this could actually happen. Joseph's brothers weren't too happy about Joseph's dreams, so they decided to sell him into slavery. They originally wanted to kill him, but a brother named Reuben stepped up and spoke up on behalf of Joseph. Reuben suggested that instead of killing him, that why don't they fake his death instead? They did exactly that and on top of it, sold him into slavery for 20 shekels of silver. Not by Joseph's choice or by his own will, this decision was made by his brothers that sent him into a transition into a very much unexpected season. Can you relate to Joseph? I'm sure you haven't been sold into slavery, but how about being thrown into a season that you didn't expect? How about something happening to you that was so confusing, painful, and sent turmoil throughout your heart and your mind? Though this happened to Joseph, as we continue reading his story, we can learn that his story doesn't end there. If anything, it was just the beginning of his journey. And even though unfair and unjust things were happening to him, God was with him every step of the way. And he was authoring a story that Joseph wouldn't be able to see in the midst of the season, but that he will see at the end of all these different seasons of transition and in the wilderness seasons of life. Fast forward to Genesis 39. We are introduced to Joseph's new master, Potiphar. In Genesis 38 verse 1, we learn that Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's officials who had brought who had bought Joseph from the Ishmaelites, the people who his brothers originally sold him to. This chapter continues to reveal to us that in this place, God was with Joseph and was granting him favor and success in everything that he did. Because of this, Potiphar entrusted Joseph with everything he owned. From the Ishmaelites to this opportunity, God was transitioning Joseph into this new season of testing. His character, integrity, and the true loyalty of his heart would be tested in this time. In this season, Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with Joseph, but Joseph didn't cave into that temptation. He stood on his convictions to honor God and honor his master, Potiphar. Long story short, Potiphar's wife ended up accusing Joseph of wanting to sleep with her, even though she was the one who wanted to sleep with him. Potiphar believed his wife's accusations and sent Joseph to prison. It's upsetting because Joseph didn't do anything wrong here, but false accusations transitioned him into a new season of being in prison. Could you imagine what Joseph was feeling and thinking? God gave him a dream at 17 years old about ruling and reigning and about having a purpose that was beyond his wildest dreams. And yet in these different seasons, it just seemed like that that dream and calling was getting farther and farther away. But as we keep reading, we learn that it's not the case. God's plans never change, and even though there are a lot of quote-unquote obstacles along the way, God was using everything that came into Joseph's path to shape, refine, mold, and mature him so that he could be prepared for the calling that God has placed on his life. Enter Genesis chapter 40. This chapter covers Joseph's time in prison. We learn at the close of chapter 39 in Genesis that once again, even in prison, God was with Joseph and was granting him favor in everything that he was doing. Joseph was given responsibility at the prison, even though he was supposed to be a prisoner. Talk about God. Even tells us that the prison warden wasn't concerning himself with Joseph at all. He trusted him with everything. God continued to show himself to be faithful to Joseph, even though his circumstances weren't favorable. But once again, in Genesis 40, we learn more about what God was doing in Joseph's life as he transitioned from season to season. In this chapter, Joseph is still in prison and he has an encounter with Pharaoh's cupbearer and chief baker. Pharaoh was angry with these two men, so he sent them to the same prison Joseph was at. The captain of the guard assigned these two men into Joseph's custody. And while they had a very, while they were there, they had a very specific dream, but they couldn't interpret them. Enter in Joseph, who God had given the ability to interpret dreams. Joseph was able to interpret their dreams, and through this, Joseph asked the chief cupbearer that when he goes back into Pharaoh's care, if he would remember Joseph and ask Pharaoh to release him from, pri- from prison, because he had no reason to be there. The chief cupbearer said he would do so, but then ended up forgetting about Joseph. Genesis 41 verse verse 1 says this, When two-fold years has passed. Wait, what? 2 full years? Two years passed when Joseph asked the cupbearer to help him out and he forgot about him. Could you imagine the disappointment Joseph was facing? Could you imagine the anguish of this season? Especially because when Joseph originally met the cupbearer, he must have thought that this was for sure his way out of prison. He must have thought that God was going to deliver him then. But no, there was another two years Joseph had to remain in that prison cell. Can you relate to this kind of disappointment that you may have thought that certain seasons were coming to a close only to be utterly disappointed and let down because you were wrong? I know for myself, I can relate to this kind of disappointment, especially in the more recent past. But when we keep reading about Joseph's story, once again, we learn that there is no mistake in this plan, that God is so sovereign and God has such an intentional plan. And even though Joseph may have felt abandoned by God, it was anything but that. God, once again, was staying true to his plan, even though the circumstances looked really, really bleak. Enter Genesis 41. After two more years of remaining in prison, God finally gave Joseph the opportunity he, as in God, had for him. Pharaoh ended up having a dream, but as it it would play out, he knew no one who could interpret that dream. Then the cupbearer remembered Joseph from two years earlier, how Joseph was able to interpret his and the chief baker's dreams with accuracy. The cupbearer then told Pharaoh he knew of someone who was able to interpret dreams, and this was Joseph's moment, the moment that God was preparing him for. Pharaoh shared his dream with Joseph, and long story short, Joseph was able to interpret the dream and serve Pharaoh in this capacity. Another thing to point out in verse 16 is that Joseph once again made sure to direct all the glory and credit to God. But long story short, Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of Egypt, giving him all authority. The only one who had more authority than Joseph was Pharaoh himself. Now let's look back. God gave Joseph his original dream at 17 years old. Through all the transition, all the changing seasons of life, Joseph stepped into his calling at 30 years old. That's 13 years between the initial dream and the fulfillment of that dream. 13 years. But when we look at Joseph's story in full, and the story keeps going on until the end of Genesis, we can learn multiple lessons from his life and his journey. Now, the first lesson we can learn is this. God is sovereign over the seasons of transition. Joseph walked through a lot of different seasons. And the majority of the seasons we learned about were ones that were very much unexpected. Ones that he was thrown into or happened by injustice and unfairness. Are you in a season now that you didn't expect, didn't see coming, or came into your life through injustice and unfairness? What can give us hope is that the same God that was faithful to Joseph's life is our God that we serve today. God was so beyond faithful and sovereign over the 13 years, plus the years Joseph was in his calling. God had a plan and a purpose for Joseph's life, and no matter what quote-unquote obstacle was put in his way, God was working through it all to lead him to the moment where he would meet Pharaoh, interpret his dream, and then be given the chance to lead over Egypt. Lesson number two, the dreams God gives are for his purposes. Do you have a dream from God? The dream doesn't have to be some grand old plan that you see the exact blueprint of. If anything, God doesn't work that way. But do you have a sense of the calling that he's placed in your life? Do you have an inkling of what he has created you to do? As we follow Jesus, God can give us an inkling and a sense of what he is calling us to do. But as we pursue him and all that he has for us, he begins to shape, prepare, mold, mature, humble, and transform us from the inside out so that we can step into our callings and be ready to honor and glorify God to maximum capacity. One thing about the story of Joseph that I just recently caught on to was this. Remember how Joseph was 17 years old when he first got his dream from God? Do you remember how you were at 17? Okay, I'll pick on myself. At 17, I thought I knew a whole lot. I sure was prideful. But not only that, I was immature not only in life, but in my faith as well. Now, you can you imagine the pride that was in Joseph's heart? He was also the youngest child in his family. And he was definitely favored by his father because Joseph, Joseph was the first son that came from Rachel's womb. When Joseph entered into his seasons of slavery and imprisonment, one thing that we can trust God was doing was instilling humility in Joseph's heart. God was purging out the pride out of him because one thing's for sure is that we cannot have pride in our hearts if we are going to serve God. Are we gonna struggle with pride? Sure. Are we gonna have those moments and be tempted to be prideful? Of course, it's in that sin nature that's being sanctified day by day. But overall, God is going to allow us to go through certain seasons of transition so that we are humbled before him and we know that whatever God is doing in our life is because of him and not because of us. When God gives us a dream, they are for his purposes. This means you and I have to get out of the way. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us to remove our selfish ambition, our pride. And we need to realize that God doesn't need us in his mission. Fulfilling a dream from God is a privilege and an honor. And it's something that we don't deserve. But God in his love for us gives us plans and purposes that are so good. So whatever dream is on your heart, just be warned that the wilderness seasons you are in will be used to change your heart. And if God doesn't change our circumstances, well then we can trust that he isn't done changing our heart and renewing our mind within those circumstances. So embrace the seasons you're in head on and trust that he will transition you out of there when the time is right. And if you are in a difficult season right now or you sense that tension of being transitioned from one season to the next, remember that the humility and everything that God wants to instill into your heart, it is for your good. It's for your good. It's for the good of his kingdom and it's for the good of the plan that he has for your life. Lesson number three. Stepping into your calling doesn't make life any easier, so allow God to work in your heart and prepare you for what's to come. Remember Joseph's brothers that wanted to kill him? Remember his brothers that ended up faking his death and threw him into an empty cistern and sold him for 20 shekels into slavery? Now, those same brothers came back into his life, and we can read all about it in Genesis 42 and in Genesis forty-three. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but we learned that Joseph's brothers came to Egypt looking for food in the midst of a famine. When Joseph encountered his brothers, his brothers didn't recognize him, but Joseph sure did remember them. There are multiple times within the story where we are told that Joseph wept. he had to step away, hide, and cry to himself, and then recuperate, and then go back to see his brothers. But what can we learn from this is that there was still pain in Joseph's heart from what happened to 13 years prior. I mean, that makes sense, right? Joseph was abandoned and hated by his own brothers, his own family, and their actions of abandonment led him into a long season of wilderness injustice, hurt, pain, and confusion. Sometimes we can believe the lie that when we step into our callings or our quote-unquote ideal season, that life would be pretty perfect. But we need to understand that even as we get closer to do the things that we're created to do, it doesn't mean life gets any easier. Actually, it can get harder and it can reveal the brokenness in our heart in new ways. So not only that, but there's always new things to sacrifice, new trials to overcome and new responsibilities to be a godly steward of. So whatever season you're in right now, I want to encourage you to embrace it fully embrace where god has you and continue to allow him to sanctify you to heal and restore you from the inside out as you transition from season to season to season into the calling that he's placed in your life god has a good plan for your life but don't get so caught up into the future plans that you forget to obey and listen for his voice today If you're a dreamer or a visionary like Joseph, that's a good thing. That's a gift from God. And I'm not asking you to shut off that gift or ignore it because God has given that to you for a specific reason. But every day that passes, remember that going through the season that you're in today is preparing you for the seasons to come tomorrow. So embrace the journey that you're in. Be fully surrendered to Christ today and allow him to direct your steps into the future that he has planned for you. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit more, but something we need to remind ourselves daily is that life doesn't begin when we step into our calling. This title is called Transitioning into Your Calling because I felt it was important to talk about the seasons of transition that we all face in life. But we need to know that transition isn't like climbing a ladder. It's similar through going the cycles of seasons. Like I mentioned earlier, we need to remind ourselves that life begins today, not in the future. And if we want to step into our God-given futures, we need to make the right decisions today to make it happen. So what does this mean? Well, it means this. Work hard today. Be the best employee you can be today. Serve in your church today. Be submitted to your leadership today. Share the gospel with your neighbors today. Be a good steward of your finances today. Spend time with Jesus today and listen to His voice and follow Him today. Every season we walk through is so important to God, and if we understood what God was doing in our current season, we would be agreement, we would be in agreement with Him. But sometimes we don't see the importance of the seasons we're in. And sometimes we don't see the importance of it until we're out of it. Or sometimes we don't see it until we're with God forever in eternity. But we need to remember that God has placed people in our lives today to love, serve, disciple, talk to, counsel, and to be a friend to. So let's not miss the seasons we're all in because there is kingdom work to be done today. I don't know what you may sense that God's calling you to do with your life. But what I do know is that he gives good plans and good things to those who follow him. Now, I didn't say easy things. Don't hear me on that. I didn't say easy things. Following Jesus is hard and sacrificial. But being obedient to him is better than the comfort that this world has to offer. Knowing him and his love for us is better than anything in this world. Now, transition is definitely hard. When following Jesus, there are many times when God gives us just one step in a direction at a time. We don't see the full picture. We don't see how things are going to work out. But we follow him one step at a time because we are trusting him and we are walking by faith. Not only that, but there are times where we are stretched beyond what we think we can handle. Remember Joseph's season of waiting two years between the times he asked the cupbearer to get him out of prison and the time it actually happened? We talked about that a little earlier. Now just imagine the tension Joseph was feeling in that season. The waiting, the praying, the hoping, and possibly even begging God for a change. Yet nothing was happening. I myself have recently transitioned to a new season, but the process it took to get there took a lot longer than what I wanted. I definitely was stretched beyond what I thought I could handle. Yet when I look back, I'm so thankful for God's timing and his plans. And you know what? When we are stretched beyond what we think we can handle, it teaches us on how to be dependent on God. It grows our intimacy with Jesus on a whole nother level because we are clinging to God in desperation, just clinging to him for hope and life and for, for that sustaining ability to last in seasons that we don't like. So if you feel like you're being stretched beyond what you can handle, I want to encourage you to Just as always, we encourage you on this podcast to grow deeper in your walk with God. Put your time with Jesus above priority. Just fit it in as much as you can. Even if you have little kids running around, spend time with him. Even if it's noisy in the house, just do something to continue to cultivate that intimacy with God so that he can grow you deeper. He can continue to change you from the inside out and he can continue to prepare you for whatever he has in store for you in the seasons to come. Now, if you have more questions about transition, feel free to reach out to us with your questions. I know that this podcast hasn't done justice to the topic because there are so many messy details in between. So many questions and thoughts can happen when you are in your own season of transition. But my hope is that this episode gave you some encouragement to keep walking through the season you're in and into the plans that God has for you. In closing, let me end with this verse. Hebrews 10:23 says this. It says, "Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful." Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Garden Heart Podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. And we want to just ask you if you would share it, like it, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to stay connected to our community. Um, so yeah, we just are so grateful for you. We hope and pray this podcast has been a blessing to you. Um, you know, also feel free to write a review. You know, it's really encouraging for us to hear um, how this podcast is affecting you and how it's really helping you in your life today. So be sure to follow us on facebook on twitter on instagram at the garden heart collective and we'll see you next time right here on the garden heart podcast